0: Oh g'day, mates! After a long year of COVID uh, uh, post postponements, Skankfest is finally here. It's sold out, as I've already explained a couple of times. But I've got a chance to w- You've got a chance to win tickets, thanks to this sponsor, Yo Kratom. This is freaking awesome, you guys. This is a deal. Uh, I was going to try and give them out, but this is even better. This is next level for any Alice fam. Uh, uh, Yo Kratom, home of the $60 kilo. You all know about it. Uh, not only stayed with the festivities, but has become a loyal sponsor with everything gas gas digital. Um, uh, we've and we've and they've got tickets for us. Uh, this is how you can win uh, all access passes courtesy of yokratom.com, home of the $60 kilo. If you go to Yo Kratom, and they have multiple ways to win five winners will get a pair of tickets to the festival. And one lucky winner will also get a, gr- a grand prize of two free all-access passes to Skankfest Hotel and Flight. You're getting Flight f- covered by Yo Kratom, 1500 max value and a free kilo, of course, a free kilo of, of Kratom. Uh, So how do you win this incredible package? Yeah, I want to know too. Well, if you go to YoKratom.com slash SkankFest for your chance to enter, everybody, please do this. Come on, people. So uh, once more, that's Kratom, home of the $60 kilo. Thank you for sponsoring uh, SkankFest and the Jason Ellis Show. What just happened to my notes? That really just happened? Uh, Yeah, go to YoKratom.com dot com slash gang fest for your chance to enter and thanks for your creating for hooking us all up. We really appreciate it. Go there. Hey everyone, Jason Ellis talking about on it. If you go to on it.com slash Ellis, you get, you've received yourself a sweet discount on all the things on it. So there's your battle ropes. They've got new t-shirts as you can see with this sick one that just came out uh good luck trying to get those i try to get there right now but if you use on it.com forward slash ellis you'll get a discount on it all the new supplements uh alpha brain black there's a lot of fun to be had at this particular web website so check it out Sh- show some support for the show uh and uh, and hook yourself up we love you guys thanks yeah that's not that loud That's all right. I get a jump. so many things, but it doesn't mean anything at all, Uh, especially when I feel like claiming you're the king of the West and be reals on your show, it's fucking stupid (laughs) as shit, makes no sense, I'm so far behind all the kings of the West, I don't really have a claim, Howard Stern beat me, Joe Rogan's fucking top shit, so fuck me, I'm just happy to be here, be real, thanks for being on the Jason Ellis Show. Thank you for Thank you for having me back. <laughs> yeah, we love having you on the show. I love being on your show. Uh, when I first got dropped from Sirius and and I wasn't sure what the fuck to do and I just hadn't paid attention to podcasting, why would – if you got paid a lot of money a year to fucking do a, a Sirius XM show, why would you give a fuck about podcasting? Right. You're not allowed in. And yep. I was like, they're paying me not to be allowed in. Fine. Right. I got money. I got family taken care of. All I got to do is say funny fart jokes on the radio. This is too easy. So then I was um, spun into this bullshit. And one of the first people I called, because not only is Be Real have a fucking sick podcast, but, I mean, we don't hang out. You're a busy guy, man. But I just, you're just one of those people. And I know the people that know you all say the same thing. You're just one of those people that is, it's so stupid because it's in your name. You're just super reality based. Like if you say you're going to do something, you fucking do it. And in this game, in this world of entertainers, you get you can be babied enough to be like, yeah, man, I'll be there, friend. Like, fucking, maybe I will, maybe I won't, man. I'm busy. Yeah. Like, I feel like I got friends like that that I are know that. I know you. I know we, that we both do. We both <laughs> have we friends both that, have that have are like, yeah, man, like sure. That. I forgot who you fuck you were. Like,
1: like what? for me, it's always been like I show up for my friends. You know what I mean? And and I try to stick to my word because realistically that's my name. I cannot fuck around.
0: That was a good idea.
1: And and and, and not do what I say. You know, it's it, it even relates to the littlest shit, like my beard, right? You know, management agents and and you know, representatives. Ah, why don't you dye your beard? You'll look younger. You don't look old. You only have gray. And I said, Well, you know, I can't call myself this name All right. if I'm you know, being anything different than what I am. And oh shit, I'm 51. I'll wear that proudly, right? Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh uh so I'm not ashamed of the gray. That's just wisdom. So, you know, and I always have that sort of discussion with them, but that's that's me. I I'll, I will show up for my friends. I will not half-ass people that I None. consider family and friends. And you, my friend, are my motherfucking friend. Back at you. Dude. And I always thought when that happened that they made one of the biggest mistakes by letting you go and get into this world because you don't need them right you don't
0: right which is it uh you are correct but i was not i'm not going to lie i was real i was not looking forward to finding out yeah i would have preferred to just kick back at their at this impossible career that i have to so i'm like I'm re- am i really after a being a pro skateboarder a fucking like, high-level radio host that, that is in the game, like, just wasn't instant, but, you know. I, Stern has me on all the time. Robin Quivers talks shit on me just like she talks shit on you. I cannot believe <laughs> she called you a wigger. Yeah. That is yeah. the most insane... The last thing that you would call him, but also somehow, probably, to me, I'm irritated by that. Yeah. Because I'm like, are you fucking with him? Or are you really that fucking stupid? Which one is it?
1: Yeah, it was in the early 90s when we were popping off. Howard Stern was a big fan, you know, and he would talk about us now and then. And, you know, I had a lot of crazy shit going on at the time. And I don't think she knew I was Latin and that I'm, you know, Afro-Cuban and a bunch of other things. She She didn't do that homework. And I think she called me that just by looking at me and thinking I was white, trying to be black and which is that <laughs> highest level of cluelessness. Oh yeah, I I was I was kind of vexed, you know, but when I got on the show, you know, she treated me cool and okay. and and uh, I didn't want to be disrespectful on the show cuz I've I've never done that, you know, to anybody even, you know, like on their platform. I just I don't feel comfortable doing it unless they go out of their way to insult me right then and there. Then it's on. Right. You know, but uh, she didn't do that when I was there. And then I had visited a couple more times and we were cool. But like initially when she said that I was, yeah, I was insulted like a motherfucker. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Cause that's,
0: de- that's definitely what, not what I am. Yeah. You know. And she said, I was a bad parent. And I don't think she, I think she did the same thing she did to you where she pre- it just uh, came she out. No. Yeah. I don't think she out. set up or thought about it for a second. She was like, well, doesn't that make you a bad parent? I was like, wait because i because i went to rehab i'm i shouldn't from, from here on out not have kids if i do that makes me a bad parent i'm not going to answer that uh at, like with any respect anyway but i remember thinking wait did you just sh- fire a shot at innocent jason ellis who's over here fucking <laughs> confessing all the things that are not approved in this world yeah. and you're going to fucking drop you're a bad dad on it i was like man i i wanted to say why don't you shut the fuck up yeah but i i, I, I had just, i thought that would be very disrespectful
1: you know I, th- I like when i was going up there i had so many things that i thought i would say once it got brought up but you know howard was really cool and yeah. you know he sort of asked me all the questions to answer all the shit yeah. and it just sort of was it was cool i had a good time yeah and she was cool to me didn't like try to be funny or anything like that okay and so uh, you know i got over it but i'll be lying if i didn't say it didn't sting for a while
0: that's all i'm saying just even people dm me after the interview and said man what's fucking Robin's beef with you and i'm like i don't fucking know okay i'm glad that you thought that too because i clearly remember going dude make this good you know like do the best you can Howard's being nice, we're working together, yeah. making funny jokes. And then this bitch fucking <laughs> starts talking about a bad parent. I'm like, you don't even have a kid. How the fuck would you even know what it is to be a dad? Like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. But instead I was like, I don't know. Yeah. I'm not I said I, I'm not your dad because I knew that her dad I, was mean to her. I
1: think we respect Howard so much that right? we weren't gonna, you know, cause a ruckus.
0: Could you imagine if he that. got like somehow you realize that you and you were having a disagreement with him on his show, oh. and you'd be like, "Wait, oh, I don't want to be, I don't want to be in this. No. Like, what happened? No, no. no. I want to be on your good side, dude. I, yeah. I idolize you. Don't, yeah. don't make me. Too, yeah, we like, we love him. We don't yeah. want to fuck around. And I don't want to be him. not your like a guy that you go, oh, Jason, Ellis, love that guy. Like, not fuck him. I'd be like, oh man, how did I do that? Yeah, why? <laughs> like, yeah, why? Why? I'm a huge fan. Yeah, like, why did I come on and pull my dick out and? And that, why did I want to tell everybody that I was by on the Howard Stern show? Because I feel like that's like oh, talking to, it's like
1: he's like a therapist too. Yeah. Because, you know, motherfuckers will unleash to him and be like, tell tell him the shit they wouldn't normally tell anybody else. You I feel I mean? like they it feel was comfortable just, with him like that.
0: If you have shit that you're hiding, it's scientifically proven. If you get it out, it's, it's healthy, it's healthy right. for you. You're it's trying to less, hold on to something that you don't stress. want anyone to, Yeah. So telling him is like telling 10 million people in one shot. Fucking A. So you're like, I'm, I think I'm in the clear. I think anybody that's ever known who I am now knows it. That's like a weight lifted. It was. Right. It was in, I, the, after that, the morning after, I was like, anybody fucking ask me, I'll tell them. I don't give a fuck who it is anymore. I felt it go off me. Like I felt, I was like, I was just, I I was like, I'm sick of hiding it. And if I say it here, I'll get free. And it was.
1: You know what's crazy is that, like, that is a part of stress. And stress is the shit that kills you and wears you down and deteriorates you. Your spirit and your mind and your fucking body. You know, when you can release something like that, that's like a whole lot of stress gone.
0: That's what I felt.
1: And, and, you know, a lot of people will go to Howard and do that shit
0: unconsciously. I think some people that haven't been in that situation think that they're doing it for um, attention. And I'll be the first to admit, I love attention, man. Especially if it's fucking big old Howard Stern power attention. We do these shows for fuck's sake. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. But I also, I knew that wasn't going to be a popularity move. You know? yeah. I just was like, I'm willing to go down in popularity to get that stress off me. But you know what? It was a good deal. I, I fucking don't regret it. I don't think you went down in popularity.
1: I think more people respect you now than than anything. I mean, I, yeah, there's going to be people taken aback, you know, who who never thought that of you and shit like that. But when they get down to know you, bro, like, that doesn't even fucking matter. And it it, it gives you more strength, I think, well, in, in my me, opinion.
0: It gives me more strength when I hear your opinion because I really uh, – it mean, Your opinion means a lot to me. And uh, some people, because I hate to say it, dude, but some people are pretty bummed about it. No, fuck that. That's all. I'm like, I, I also get a lot of people that were like, I was going to fucking kill myself, man. And then I seen you on fucking YouTube spracking off about, yeah, what's up? Fucking, so what if I fucking do that? Like, I'm still me. I'm still living my fucking life. Right. And, and everybody still loves me. All my friends are still my fucking friends. Because that is the fact. If you want, if you're not now, you will never, my friend. Right, that's just facts. You have to. There's not even an argument there. Like, oh, whoa, I didn't know he touched a dude. Like, okay, they're not trying to touch you. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> like, what, what? Like, could? I, what about if I tell you I'm only heterosexual, and half of American women start hating me because they know that I want to potentially have sex with them? <laughs> like, what? I don't want to fuck you, dude. So fucking get over it. Everybody oh, needs man. to calm down on that shit. Yeah, man. Uh, I haven't mentioned that Tully is here because I figured Be reals coming on the Jason Ellis show. We're going to fucking smoke some weed. Yeah. And then so for the last couple of days, I've, I've been trying to figure out a way for us to smoke weed on the show. Kevin is a lightweight, but he can take it. He's a big boy. All right. He also understands that we're in the room with fucking Be real and you never fucking not smoke weed. When you're when B real's here, you never say no. Unlike some people that did when we did the Jason L show right.
2: at the uh, at the Roosevelt. The yeah, Roosevelt. Yeah. I mean, I would be disappointed if I was sitting right here and this room didn't get cloudy.
0: I was gonna That'd say be weird. I think that maybe that guy that didn't smoke made the right choice because he's the only one that didn't get fired <laughs> when we all got dropped. He's <laughs> oh, still well, there, and I'm hey, like, it's because it. you're corporate guy. Yeah, he's a corporate guy. You,
1: yeah, a corporate guy.
0: Mm-hmm. you know when you got the corporate guy. Oh yeah, no. We. I think it took about two weeks for me to realize that he was way more interested in going somewhere else than with us.
1: You know, at first I thought this was beer. I was like, "Damn, you're doing it early in
0: the morning." <laughs> I mean, and I that a is drink, a mountain water. I'm like, "All right, I can drink, do with that." You're crazy man. <laughs> that's okay. Liquid death. That's water, water, and then the black one is bubble water. That. But it's all, it's all water. Hey, I, I don't judge. Send Dog <laughs> cracks
1: three beers in the morning before a workout. Wait, wait didn't send? <laughs> wait, Holy shit. Snail? Still nail?
0: Yes. Yeah, didn't nail. he have a fucking heart thing?
1: Yeah, he's crazy. <laughs> oh, my God. He works out all the time, right? He's like constantly on, on a treadmill or elliptical.
0: treadmill or an elliptical yeah, he's so either, he does cardio a lot. yeah he does ca- a lot of cardio does he do the cardio to sort of fight the the beer in the morning uh, what's it's... his theory on the beer is he it's an alcoholic correct <laughs> yeah i mean he's he's racking <laughs> the beers up he's racking them he's up like, he might do like, his he's... workout
1: before but like you know on tour you know boom the first two of the morning like it but he'll span him out through the day he doesn't like do <laughs> do a 12 pack in you a fucking hour. You guys you guys are the same age as me, right? Yeah. Well, he's older. He's 55, 56. <laughs> Dude, cracking beers at 10 a.m. Yeah. Is that's he'll, superhuman, man. He, at at fifty-five. He does it. He'll he'll go to the gym, he'll he'll do his seven miles on the elliptical or treadmill.
0: Before the beer. Before the beer. Okay, okay.
1: Sometimes maybe the beer before. I guess it depends how he feels. Seven miles after, like, a long neck. Pretty much. Respect. But he does that shit every day, you know? That's why, like, he he don't see any of the beers he drinks on him, you know? Like, he wears it well. Oh, okay. So because he works the fuck out. I
0: mean, that is a theory. I'll give him that. There's a theory there where that can potentially work. But I also think, how long will it work before the doctor goes, look, you you can't, you can't do it. Yeah, because I feel like he would have I, ha already had that suggestion. Am- correct. I would imagine so. Right, because I've had. I don't drink anymore. That's why you think I've got beer at the table at fucking in the morning. It's <laughs> no, like not know what to say. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's. I'm not doing that because my doctor said, "Hey, uh, you're good. Like, uh, I wouldn't drink too much anymore if I was you. It right. could, it could trigger your heart problem." Right, uh, and I was like. I'm out, dude. Yeah. I'm not doing one beer. And I have, yeah. I've dissected it from my life. I don't do it, sure, every now and then. Like, if I do something good, that's when it's the worst. Right. If I fucking do some skateboard trick, I I, I relearned Kickflip Indies the other day and I hadn't done one in 20 years, be real. Sheesh. And then Tony brought up, he's like, when was the last time you did that? I was like, on that tour with you. He's like, dude, that's 20 years ago. Mm. And I fucking got a little... Teary-eyed in the car driving home because I was like, I never would have, you know. We're, we're, I was toast, man. Everyone knew it. Yeah. When I was a pro, they were like, "Make the most of this, because you're fucked after this. You you you're a drug addict and you're crazy, yeah. and you you don't have an education. This is your fucking moment." And to know at fifty, like all these other people drop off, and, and you're I'm still there. here. And then at my birthday the other day, there was like several people that were like, "Dude." you're like in fucking better shape now than you were when we were pro. And I was That's like, right. yeah, I know. Unfortunately, you're right. And happy belated. Thank you, mate. Yeah, but I've also, I'm so happy on skateboarding right now, dude, just to be there again. It's like, if, I know you never left your game. Yeah. But I I mean, your game worked all the way. You Cypress Hill, like, Be Real could do fucking anything. But I had you at Alice Mania by yourself and turntables and I recommended it to Lewis for Skankfest because he's like, how can I get a, a good show? And I was like, be real has the sickest one man show ever. Like he just gets up there, and then at one point he's on the fucking uh, turntables mixing it with the DJ. It's a fucking show, and he was like, "Oh, dude, I gotta get that." So, but
2: we well, you have, and you ha- always
0: had it, yeah. But skateboarding, I didn't. There was, it was, hey man, like you gotta move. There's like other people coming up, and you're not getting any better. And I was like, "What the fuck am I gonna do?" And then. Sirius XM offers me a job and I just drove up to LA and committed to it. Yeah. You know,
1: it's, it's sort of like that in, in every you know aspect it's, it's, it's like that in every aspect of entertainment, right? Um, even, even with us, we, we, we were fortunate to carve out, um, a place for ourselves and build a, 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 a cult following, if you will, right. That, that supports us through and through, whether we got new records or not. Um, they show up for us, you know what I mean? Um, but the nature of the game is that the artists keep getting younger, right? And in hip-hop, when you get older, they have less places for you to 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 put you on this platform to shine. Because radio only has so many slots. They want to give them to younger artists. Video, um, where where they run, let's just say, video shows, which are not many but YouTube is one of the places that they blow and and a few others.
2: Blue Chew gets you
3: hard. You know what that means? This episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. Say it along with us. Blue Blue Chew. Chew. Making waves and bringing more confidence to the bedroom by offering chewable tablets that can help men get stronger and longer-lasting erections. That's the best th-
0: kind of erections. It gives me a throbbing mo- knob, mate. You are mad <laughs> for them. Me, yeah, I get, I get myself a throbbing knob.
3: Did you have to go to a store? No. No, you didn't. It just came to me house. Right. And In the uh, street packaging. Well, that's right. Yeah. Was it a hard-to-swallow pill? Nah. Nuh-uh. Nah, you could do if you want to. Was the process complicated? Not at all. Because I
0: don't do well when it comes to that stuff. And I still get them on a regular basis (laughs) delivered to my house. So that tells you that they're very easy to use. I'll vouch for him.
3: (laughs) (laughs) And here's a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code. Here it is. You ready? Ellis at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's BlueChew.com promo code Ellis. Ellis to receive your first month free. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. We are talking to you today about Upstart, the fast and easy way to pay off your debt with a personal loan, all online debt. It's the worst. It just, it, it, you could be out there on Saturday night having fun with your friends, but in the back of your mind, what about that payment, that bill, that debt that I can never get out of? If well, you
0: buy a new shirt and it's all fancy and it was yep. expensive, mm-hmm. you know you're stupid because you have to pay that debt first. That's right. You can't just get it. You feel guilty.
3: That's right. You can't even enjoy your fancy new shirt. Well, friend, it doesn't have to be that way. It was so fancy. You can consolidate your high interest debt into this one personal loan you can uh look into how this might work out for you without affecting your credit don't worry about that it's not going to impact your credit score just to check your rate are you worried that maybe your credit score isn't exactly where it needs to be don't worry upstart considers other factors like your income your current employment and your credit history to find it
0: it had pockets for my nipples
3: to find a smarter rate for your loan it was a great shirt nobody's debating that okay oh
0: Find find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments today when you go to upstart.com slash ellis. That's upstart.com slash ellis. Don't forget to use your URL to let them know we sent ya. Uh, loan amounts will be determined based on your credit income and certain other information provided in your loan application mate upstartcom slash um
1: they're always looking to promote the younger artists yeah. as opposed to the leg the the so-called legacy or So how
0: do you stay whatever. in that just more well, albums
1: or i i think you you know for us it's always been well we know we have our audience even if like let's just say they the the young folks out there they're not necessarily into our shit um But some are, because music gets passed down, much like Led Zeppelin and Black Sabbath was passed down to us because it was before our time, but somehow we got it, right? And that's what our music is to some of these young folks. So as long as we keep doing what we're doing um, in terms of getting out there and playing shows and winning folks over and, and doing the shows to the best of our ability with high energy and control you know, people gravitate to that. And if we keep making music that is maybe not what's out there, like all the young folks are yeah. putting out, but like our version of right now and yeah. it's good quality music, they come to it.
0: And they I think support it's amazing because it. it's been so long and you haven't changed your sound. Like you are you. Every time you start, it's fucking super obvious who just started hitting the microphone. Yeah. But it's <laughs> such an obvious thing that all the – kids that are into the mumble rapping and what shit that I don't really get into yeah. because I'm old. I fucking like the older school shit. Right. But I can tell that the new immediately respect you, even if they didn't know about you because they're so young and then they get hit in the face with Cypress Hill. Nobody shits on you. Like nobody, you're never oh, uncool. like that. It's a, how do, how do you know, is this an accident or does, is was there a plan to this? Cause well, so, you it's know, it's amazing. I'm from the
1: era they called gold school. There's old school and then gold school, right? The 90s is the golden era of hip-hop, as they call it, right? And, you know, we call it gold school because we ain't old. We put a G on it. We're gold and gangster, (laughs) all right? Just to let you know. Um, But, you know, the thing about...
0: (laughs) Man, that's a good one. You got me, right? This fucking sudden... Right I us blowing it out, I'm fucking dying.
1: <laughs> so, you know, the thing about our school is, you know, a lot of a lot of us were very um egotistical, and arrogant.
0: We're trying to show off, B. It's okay. The volcano is great. He's like, B is coming. Let's fucking volcano. Let's fucking roll doobies. (laughs) And let's get Tully out of here because (laughs) he will not be able to drive a car back to his wife today.
2: Yeah, Tully's in the woods, it looks like.
3: How are you, Tully, out there in the woods? I'm having a very peaceful morning out here by the creek. (laughs) (laughs) Good to see you, Tully. Nice to see you, too. Be real. Yeah, so (laughs) I
1: think... I think why why I've I've been embraced by some of the younger artists is because I've always like not been afraid to, you know, highlight them and say, yo, these guys are the shit. I hey. fucked with them, you know what I mean, and, and do collaborations with them, do features with them, and stuff like that. I was never on the shit where. I'm trying to outwrap them and make them look bad. It's uh, all complimentary. And
0: some older guys do.
1: Yes, you know, like so. Just so it's for a in- little bit of jealousy. Just for instance, if if uh, if someone from my school gets on a a, rec- a a record with one of these young bucks, they're trying to outwrap them, right? And trying to do these complicated rhyme schemes,
0: like Eminem with Jay Z. Trying to like he's got his little spot to that go hot. That works though, because they're both on a fucking high level. Right. You know they both can flex, right? Right.
1: He didn't destroy, right? It was just. But some rappers come and they get asked to feature, and they try to destroy these young dudes. Yeah. And sometimes they don't realize <laughs> that the people that fuck with that young dude, what you're doing is going over their fucking head because you're overcomplicating wow. the rhyme to you know his, you know his or her bass you know what i mean and then you know they take it as an insult because you're trying to flex on them and you are trying to flex on them and i found it's better than you know trying to like flex on them and eat them up and make them look bad on their own song is to like highlight how fucking dope they are and do something complimentary to them right and make the song dope as opposed to make myself look which is which is Right. It's for it's
0: good for everybody. Right. I already know I'm not Not good a at- lot of people think like that. You realize that, right? Especially in your game. They should. I M- agree. My whole shit is this, right?
1: I'm not trying to make you look bad and make myself look great. If I make you look good, we all look great. Yeah. You know what I mean? If yeah. if I'm trying to shit on you and out rap you on your own song, that's not a collaboration. That's not a that's not it's a contest. Bridge. It's a contest. And that's not what you asked me to do. Now, if you're if if you're flexing on me on the song and I could hear you flexing, then I will flex back. <laughs> that's but awesome. if we're just trying to make a great song, that you know, and, and that's has, always and that's always been the scenario with some of these young cats. Is, has that happened? Um, a flex? Yeah,
0: yeah, plenty, plenty. So oh, you God. get asked, you get on the track, and then how does it go usually? Do, they, do you hear their track and then you put in your shit or yes. is it in front of you? How does it go usually?
1: It's You know, like if you're going to flex on me, it's a bad idea to give me the song first and let me hear what you're going to do because I will fucking take that, dissect it and flex the fuck on you.
0: Oh, mate, here we are. The Jason L. Show talking about teeth. Do you like teeth? Have you ever had teeth? Do you know what it feels like to have teeth what about gums let's talk gums i don't talk gums a lot but i'm talking gums now do you like your gums what about if i was to rip your gums and your teeth out of your face would you like that i bet you wouldn't right kevin
2: i don't want you to do that to me
0: right that's why you should, <laughs> that's why <you> <laughs> hear me i haven't finished wait what should, what should i buy check out, out my angle happening. a toothbrush you dumbass. <laughs> it's about a toothbrush quip is the future <laughs> of all toothbrushes. They're gonna love this campaign.
2: <laughs> I had actually never used a Quip before and I finally got to try one out because I've always been nervous in, in the past anytime I brush my teeth with like a vibrating toothbrush. The second it touches my teeth, my nose gets so itchy. I can't like not what? stop itching. It's the weirdest thing. The second it touches my teeth, I'm like. Meh. Dang,
0: you're fragile. This thing, no issue whatsoever. Does it make your nose itchy? Well, no, that's great news for all of you everybody out there, the millions of people that were getting itchy nose uh-huh. from using a Oh, they're out there. Don't make brush.
2: me be a weirdo. They're out
3: there. They're not out there. Anyway. Look, whether, whether you're the itchy nose crowd or the, you don't want to have your teeth and gums <laughs> ripped out of your face crowd, <laughs> one thing we can all agree on is you need to get some quip in your life, baby. Start getting rewards for brushing your teeth today. Go to getquip.com Ellis right now to save $10 on a quip Smart electric toothbrush, that's $10 off a smart electric toothbrush at getquip.com slash Ellis, spelled G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash Ellis, Quip, the good habits company. We are happy to be talking to you again about Athletic Greens and a product that all of us enjoy, AG1 by athletic greens. If you're drinking some sort of supplement drink, some green drink, there's a very good chance, an almost 100% chance, what you are drinking becomes very expensive pee, like half an hour later. The key word here is bioavailability. It's not enough to put it in your body, it's gotta stay in your body when you pee. And that is one of the many reasons why, look, it's hard to get to the gym every day. It's hard to get enough sleep every night. It's not hard to drink. AG1 by Athletic Greens. It's actually pretty tasty. Yeah, it's so easy. I can do it, and I yeah, do it a ton. You just put a packet of it in the water, and that's kind of it. So, pretty sure we can all do that. One tasty scoop of AG1 contains 75 minerals, vitamins, and whole food sourced ingredients, including a multivitamin, multimineral probiotic green superfood blend and more in one convenient daily serving. The special blend of high quality bioavailable ingredients and a scoop of AG1 work together to fill the nutritional gaps in your diet, support energy and focus, aid with gut health and digestion, and support a healthy immune system, effectively replacing multiple products or pills with one healthy, delicious drink to make it easy. Athletic Greens is going to give you an immune an immune-supporting free one year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first visit, uh with your first purchase if you visit athleticgreens.com slash get ready for it, J E S. That's athleticgreens.com slash J E S. People have hired you to collaborate on a song. And then they send,
0: they send you the song, and he is flexing on you in his part. And then he goes, go ahead, put your shit
1: on there. So when we're trying to write a cohesive song, everybody is flexing for the song and not on each other. Yes, right. yes. But sometimes when you get on songs with MCs, no one wants to be the weak link. So it's not necessarily that I'm flexing on you to make you look bad, but I cannot be the weak link in the fucking <laughs> As it relates to the rap shit.
0: So you're saying it's not necessarily, they're not like saying anything directly about you. It's just the level that they're, you know that they're trying to the give level that they're bringing everything us. they've got in this little section right. right here so that you don't look that good coming up. So that they look the best. Right. It's not
1: even so that they make you look bad. It's so they make,
0: that it's must happen all the time because or, we're, you, as an entertainer, you're a fucking egotistical maniac and, and you're like, oh, my time to shine is now. Like, so, let's go.
1: So I'll give you an example, right? No,
0: you've just made me. Sorry, dude. But I've, I was that. Every time I was a guest, I fucking went so hard because I wanted everybody just to know that I was the best talker in the room. And then after years of trying to understand why some people didn't like me. And I'm like, why is this guy not like me? I was on the show killing it. It's like, no, dude, you were fucking, you were taking (laughs) over. You were flexing. (laughs) and You had no idea. So, and then I feel like when I started doing Opie and Anthony, because they hated me, or one of them did. And then when I got older and I went on, I found my place on there. I just had my little pocket. And when it was a time for me to add, I would add. And not too much. I would just get it in and... Wait for it to circulate. And I felt like it took, man, unfortunately, it probably took like fucking 10 years because I'm such a it, potential it, dickhead. It takes time to recognize right. these
1: things. I mean, it took me time, you know what I mean? Because I thought the same thing, you know, for a long time. You know, if I ever get on a record with anybody, I'm going to chop their fucking head off. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and And I was being very selfish in thinking that instead of let's make a dope song. You know, I'm not going to try to outdo what they did. I'm going to try to be right there with them. You know what I mean? I'm not going to do anything as weak, but I'm not going to try to fucking overdo you. I'm going to be right here with you. You know what I mean? Hand in hand, let's fucking, you know, put up this fucking dope song. I
0: mean, you are making a song. Right. It's not a race.
1: But I'll give you an example, right? Um, I did uh, a series of albums with... um, two different parties let's say right so with burner i was never trying to outflex him on any song we were making songs that you know are cohesive and and so that we sound good together not it's a rap competition between two friends on a fucking album you know what i mean yeah and uh you get that when you hear it it's like complimentary to each other right yeah and so then I got the series with Exhibit and Demerick where this is a, a, on purpose—is that we're all flexing on almost every song, and some of them are song-based style flexes where we're we're doing this all <coughs> on purpose. Yeah, you know we're all trying to like flip it because it's all about the rhymes in this fucking group, right? Okay, it's, yeah, it's also concept, but it's also about style. And how we flip the cadences and how we, you know, um, the word play within the cadence and just, you know, trying to hit every pocket on every beat, right? Yeah. And, you know, usually this happens on one song on an album because you don't want to overdo that. But like the abilities of Exhibit, Demerick, and myself, we're all, co- it's a, a constant flex on on the records we make together. So when Is you get- Is that work? say what
0: is that harder work when no. You have to
1: okay. no not not for guys like us we thrive off that shit so uh, uh, a piece of game that dj mugs our producer for cypress hill told me this um years ago when we were young you know i don't even know how he got it he might have got it from a, a older mentor that maybe we didn't know or something like that but the one piece of advice that he gave me you know to become what I've become in, in in the art of MCs in the pantheon and all that stuff is you want to be the best, you got to be around the best, and you got to study the best, listen to them, figure out where everything's at, yeah, because that's the only way. You got to be a student of the game, right? Much like uh, guys like Mike Tyson would watch old school fights and look at the you know the great things that older boxers did and how he would could implement yes. them. And shit like that and how football players and basketball players, they go run back their, their games and, you know, see what they did, right? See what they did wrong, try to improve in different places. So that's – I've always been that based off of that advice, right? Yeah, it's, me too. So, you know, getting with these guys, it's on the same page, right? You know, they're constantly, like, trying to be around the best guys so that it elevates their game. And it so does. when you hear someone flip a crazy verse, you're like, oh shit. I got, I gotta, I got you all you always want to be this the second or last one on the song so you could hear what they did and then flex the fuck out.
0: Right. Now,
1: <laughs> there's been times where I didn't get that, that I had to be the first on the song. Yeah. So, you know, when it's that. It's gymnastics time. You're going to have to keep up with what I did. And that in in turn makes the song better because these guys behind me are like, well, I'm not, I got to keep up with that. All right. And sometimes they may do better shit than I did, but that's because the foundation of it. You came in hot. I came in hot. All right.
2: So I'm not asking this, you know, for my own edification, but perhaps for somebody at home, you know, cornier than me. But what would <laughs> what would constitute as a flex? Like obviously, if if you get a track from somebody else and they're personally calling you out and talking shit, that goes beyond a flex. Okay. But if somebody's just like, "I'm the best," "I'm the greatest to ever," do it. Oh, and it's, now some it, other guy's gonna go. It,
1: it's not just the verbals; it's you know, it's how you say it, and it's in the style that you say it. And some guys got like, like Buster Rhymes, for instance. He's constantly. Flexing styles. Yeah. Like if you hear his shit, how it's. That's a fucking flex because there ain't too many people that are going to flip a style like that with all those words. It makes sense and it be like. uh Bone Thugs in Harmony do it.
2: There are yeah. some of the
1: best at it, if not the best. There's Twista who also does that. They are constantly flexing because their shit is like. That's all, that's mostly what it is, is impacting all these fucking words and making a phrase that makes sense and is witty, that's complex, and keeping that going. And being able to rap that shit, actually, too, because you can do it in the studio, but can you rap it live?
0: Would you say Busser Rhymes is one of the better rappers one out there? One of the there? best. Yeah. One of the best. And Still. Still. Cause he can still freestyle and do shit oh, like that man. whenever he wants to. He right? can listen. That
1: guy can do it all. So like in the studio, he's a fucking wizard, right? Like he could as in, flex, flex. any style. Does any he do, st- make any beats st- as well or not? Uh, he might. He might make beats, but he could do any style to anything you put in front of him. Yeah. He's just one of those dudes, right? You get him in the live arena where some guys can't perform shit they make in the studio. It's too right. difficult. They need help, Hype Man or something like yeah, this, yeah. to get them through the song, right? Fucking guy don't need it. He, he's, he he has one of the greatest Hype Man in Spliff Star, but when it comes down to it, if he had to do a solo performance, one of the best. What makes a great Hype Man? The guy who, who could bring the energy um, that matches the MC and keep the crowd moving, like Flavor Flav one of the greatest hype men in the world and and you know send dog is is up there with flame but i don't necessarily like to call send dog a hype man because right because he's he raps too and a lot of people you know don't realize how dope he is but on this next album we got coming out in um the next year in march um this motherfucker is flexing awesome (laughs) yes you know it's good to see him do that because a lot of times he just he does what we do we stay in pocket you know and 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 make the song great together as opposed to you know what us doing this competition because we grew up doing it like that you know like it's us together not me trying to outshine you or you out trying to shine me we're a group you know yeah we work together and uh, on this particular album, man, we we went in on showing people just how dope Send Dog really is. Years later, at 55, flipping—that's awesome, fucking awesome. When? So
3: when's that come out? Uh, that's coming out in March. Okay. How many how many beers would he typically have before he got on the microphone? <laughs> I mean, this is gonna be a at, at, enough, at, at eleven number. o'clock in the morning. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, this is gonna probably be...
1: two. I'm gonna say two.
3: Maybe oh, that's good. Beers? You're better at everything after two beers. Pool, rapping. Yeah, I, so. I want to just disagree a little bit on that one. <laughs> I'm better at absolutely
0: everything after okay. two beers. I feel like if I had two beers and then tried to do some skate shit nah. at Tony's, uh, I might get knocked the fuck out. No. That's what I think would happen. No way,
1: man. Yeah. Surfing parenting.
0: <laughs> I can't <laughs> do it. Like parenting, it's <laughs>
1: it's well known. If I drink any beers before a show, I'm forgetting like three, four of those
3: raps. Oh so. shit. Yeah, fuck yeah, yeah. I'm totally joking. I'm hiding in the I other can't. room because you guys are smoking weed. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> 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 oh, that is actually true. Wow. Good yeah, for you, I'm not actually in New York enjoying bagels and cannoli right now. Oh, dang it, it. I thought
0: you you got a jet back there as yeah.
1: well. Thought he was on his private. Yeah,
2: right. Talk, talk
3: to you soon,
1: guys. I gotta go.
2: No, you don't. The <laughs> Stay here. I'm not too off far off from Tully as far as tolerance goes. I'm I have a pretty low tolerance. You just hit the you just did a uh volcano there, right? I did. I'll be I'll be okay. Is but the like, room getting to you? No, but I was, I was curious if, if you've ever been rocked by an edible. Be real, because you an edible,
0: yeah, absolutely. I love his Wade panic stories. Oh man,
1: they bring oh. such joy to me. So <laughs> we we just filmed <laughs> this video uh, Latin lingo, and this was one of the the you know one of our first six videos, right? And it's one that I wasn't rapping on. I had a very small part on it. But because it's a group thing, I had to be there all day with Sendong. Much like when I'm the lead, he's got to be there all day. But most videos have both of us in it, right? But this one was led by him, Latin Lingo, right? So I smoked all my weed up uh, at the video. <laughs> and my weed hookup was in Long Beach. So I had to drive from off of... Uh, we were filming over off of what is now Cesar Chavez and and fuck what was it? It's like fuck but kind of by um where where Alvarado is like the two where, where Alvarado goes into the
3: two downtown going to Glendale, right? Yeah, my okay. dentist over there.
1: It was it was like around that area that we were filming one of the last pieces to that video, so and, and it ended late. I was miserable because back then I didn't like doing videos at all. Not when I was the Why? lead, not just because I wasn't used to it. Cheesy. Yeah. No, I didn't feel like I didn't. I, I felt like I didn't know how to be in front of the camera. So, like, I didn't like doing How'd it.
0: How'd you figure that out?
1: I, I snapped the fuck out of it and said, This is
0: the job. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It is a, it's the job. Do it. Because later just, on, when they make the video and it comes out, you're going to look sweet. So right. go with it. Right. Got
1: to yeah. go with it. So, <laughs> as much misery as it brought me at the time, I you know, I did it cuz that's the job. Yeah. And but when this was finished and my weed was gone, I called my homie in fucking <laughs> Long Beach. I said, "Hey, ran out of weed. I'm coming up there." And he says, "Yeah, come on. We're hanging out." Wow. So I go out there and I'm driving the the big blue Cadillac. It's a Seville. One I talk about on the first album, The Big Blue Seville. Uh, I go out to Long Beach and, uh, you know, they're there fucking partying. It's like this, but with six or seven people in there all smoking out. It's like boxed. I was like, all right, cool shit. Right. Okay. So he, he gives me what he needs to give me. He's like, hey, you want to take some ball hits? I'm like, yeah, whatever. I sit down on the couch with the other homies, and I know everybody there. They're okay. all... They're all my homies that that I know from him. But these guys at the time were a little bit more advanced than me in the smoking. These guys were fucking monsters, right? So I'm sitting there. They give me the first bong hit. Boom. I'm good because I take bong hits, no problem. Then it comes back around another time and then another time. So I've had three of them. And after the third one, I'm like damn, I'm really fucking high right now. I'm thinking to myself, and I'm, I'm starting to do this. Oh, no. Fuck, I can't breathe. <laughs> hey, I tell the homie, hey, open, the, open the window, man. I can't fucking breathe, man. And they're like, are you tripping? It's cool in here. it, open the window. I'm like, you know what? I got to leave. <laughs> I'll see you tomorrow, bro. I fucking take off and I'm in my fucking caddy. I roll all the windows down because now my temperature's up. I'm fucking hot and I am <laughs> high as fuck. And, um, you know, we fucking roll off, right? And this this is, this these are the guys who I did the first edible with, right? But they, the way they got me the first time wasn't even with the edible, it, it was with those bong hits, right? So I'm on the way home. I'm feeling like I'm fucking Luke Skywalker in the land fucking. You're hovering. <laughs> yeah, I'm hovering yeah. in the caddy. It felt like I was hovering. <laughs> um, so I call allegedly him. Allegedly, you were doing this, yeah. by the way. Yes, allegedly. So I fucking call him the next day. I'm like, hey, man, that fucking, yo, I was fucking high last night. He goes, yeah, man, I was wondering what the fuck was going on with you. You left early. You were tripping. And I'm like, yeah, man, those fucking bong hits were devastating. What weed was that? He goes, oh, well, there was hash on the bottom of the weed. Uh. And I didn't know that. So my mind didn't wasn't ready for how high I was yeah. based off of just thinking that it was weed. right? Uh. So that fucking smashed me out. I, I never had a, an experience like that. But with those same guys, did my first edible, right? And- it was much like that same scenario, only I didn't run out of weed, I was just visiting with these dudes, and and they're like, hey, we made some fucking, you know, some cupcakes with fucking- They made them. They made them. Yeah, bad, so, bad idea. you know, back then, no one knew how to dose these fucking things, you just fucking made them <laughs> with yeah. whatever you fucking had. And these guys had lots of weed, so they would put lots of weed in these fucking cupcakes. And they told me, hey man, eat one. I mean, eat half of one. Don't eat the whole thing. Save the other half and eat it another day or later that day. Okay. Don't eat it all. Uh, And I did what every fucking person does when they tell you not to do it. Yeah. Oh, I don't feel this. This shit is weak. Ah, fucking ate the whole thing. Oh, man. I I was sitting at home watching some dramatic shit, and in the middle of it, and there was no comedy in this movie I was watching. (laughs) I start fucking laughing hysterically through it. And I was crispy, bro. Like, you know, it, it it was great at first and then I wanted off the ride and there was no off the ride cause it's in your system. Oh man. Crispy. It, yeah, I was really crispy. It felt really cool at first and then it took hold. Oh uh, no. And I was like, I want off this ride. What, when it took hold, is this like a bad mushroom trip almost now? It's just too much. It's 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 way too much. You're just Could you still
0: breathe? Yeah, I could breathe. It was different. Okay. (laughs) That was different, bro. I was like, oh my God. I feel like anybody that's a seasoned weed smoker has had the you when you he he did that breath thing where you're like, Oh yeah. You do a weird where you start you start telling yourself to have Proper breaths. Yeah. And then until you can't, and you can't forget it. You can't get it to go away.
1: I think I've done that to people in the smoke box, you know, where they're, when it gets really thick yeah. and it's that, you know, and they're high as fuck and they didn't think it was going to be that.
0: Who's yeah. the person that's been on your show that you thought, oh, he's fucking super gone? Cause I know Tony Hawk told me that he did the show, I think it was right before me. And he said, like, he, Drove down the street and then he was like, I can't see the road. He pulled over. He pulled over and said he hung out in his car for like an hour just trying to get his wits yeah. about him again. And I'm. And he, yeah, and he didn't smoke. He didn't even smoke. He and was, he just, was in just in the room. In the room. Hey, how are you doing, Michael?
3: Oh, bonjour. I'm doing great over here. It's a lovely <laughs> morning in Paris. <laughs> you are traveling the world, my no, friend. No contact hides. The world is my oyster. No, 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 no. Okay, good. Is the, the only window thing I can open? smell is French people. In France? Is the window open? Yeah, I got it. I got the I got the air circulating okay. over here in France. Right, good. Yeah, oh, it's, it's got it's that funky. feature now.
0: Okay. Yeah. Funky France. Yeah. Yeah. What did I ask? Who's the highest guy from No, oh, yeah. Who got who's a guest that you oh. got the high? Like who oh. you thought was struggling the most from being in the room or attempting to join you guys? Because I smoke weed every day, and when I go and do your show, I get two. And the second one. I don't need it right now. Like, I smoke yeah. it because I'm on your show, but I if I was, like, on the couch, I'd be like, that one can wait. It, you know, fucking rock really it, high. Yeah, in
1: terms of the smoke box, I think the highest person, there's two, right? They yeah. come to mind. One is Doug Benson. He got really high, but I think that was a combination of that he did a dab before he got in the box, and then, you know, we smoke joints to the head yeah. in the box. We don't share them. Right. And so you know, you just had a dab, and then the box, and there's four of us in there smoking. So yeah, you know, it's a lot of smoke. It does make a difference, and, man. It makes a hell of a difference. So he had to, like Tony, pull to the side before he took off. He was chilling in his car, um, you know, to to you know get, get his <laughs> get his senses back before he fucking took back off. And the other. Um, that was really high. But, I mean, he hung in there, but he was really high, and you could tell that he was really high, and he talks about it all the time as our friend Joe Joe Rogan. He was high as fuck. Oh, wow, that's interesting. Oh, yeah, he talks about it. He he talked about it that on the show. Really,
0: that he got too high. He was
1: like, man, they get uncomfortably high.
0: And- <laughs> yeah, that would make sense because it is. You know what? I kind of, it is, it is heavy marijuana lifting day.
1: The funniest shit that he said was when he says this right he says man they get you know they get high before they get they even get in the car (laughs) they i mean you know they get uncomfortably high and then red band says uh says uh who does that and he says they do (laughs) i thought that was everything because we do because the reality is, we get high as fuck before we even jump in the car. I know, right? And then we get high as fuck right after. I mean, we're not really getting <laughs> high; we're maintaining.
0: Right, at that I point. know, right?
1: And you oh, know- come
0: on, okay, you're maintaining, but at that particular time, recording, you're you're flexing.
1: Yeah, the, on the weed smoke, we're
0: flexing for yeah. sure because it's it's heavier. I smoke weed all all day, man, and those shows. I always remember like because I'm like, I'm oh, man, I'm even especially because it's been, you know, it's been like this for me. I was sober or whatever. So sometimes I better I would have been a little less conditioned. And then the last time, I'm like, man, I do it all day. Like I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna fucking <laughs> I'm gonna go for it. And then I remember halfway through it, I was like, whew. Yeah, I guess I'll I'll guess I'll light it again. But I was I was struggling. I didn't realize how much. Being in the room adds to it. Because I I just kept thinking you guys had magic weed. Like, I thought that he's just got some weed, some strand that's fucking way heavier than all of the strands. Because I'm I'm way higher than... No, I've never been this high from a joint.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, that's part of it, right? Is that our shit is strong, Uh right? Um, The other thing is that for the podcast, right? It's different than the smoke box. The smoke box enclosed area, much smaller. So you get higher quicker there. Oh, okay. But, you know, you've been on on the, the podcast as well, which is the, a more open room. Oh, I but, don't remember. But was every... always so high when I was there. <laughs> <laughs> every person, every every co-host has like four joints <laughs> to their head and we smoke them all so like if someone comes in there we don't expect them to smoke we're doing the smoking okay so that that's why we made the dr green thumb podcast because we knew that friends that that you know fuck with what we're doing want to come by they just don't smoke and they don't necessarily want to be in the confines of that car you know if they don't smoke and you know quite frankly our friends are uh, our fans are kind of um you know they're thuggish. If they see you in the car and you're not smoking, they're gonna go in on you. Yeah. But on the podcast, they know that this is the, the the format that we built for folks that don't necessarily smoke, right? Yeah. And if they come, they're bathed. We we they they're bathed in smoke. They're baptized. We call <laughs> we give them a, a baptism in smoke. Yeah. You know what I mean? And uh, Tony was one of those guys. <laughs> he got <laughs> baptized. baptized in smoke. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, the funny thing is, is you know, he says he got affected. And I believe yeah. him. Yeah, me too. And my wife tries to tell me that, you know, contacts are not real. And I keep trying to tell her. I'm like, but well, you've been with me for 20 years. I've boxed you out, you know, Anywhere we've gone, you've got tolerance for this. Yeah. Yeah,
0: that's believable. Either that or she's
3: been high for 20 years and just forgot. Uh,
0: <laughs> Telly's tell super, he, he's got contact high from vape pens. And I'm like, how do you do that? Look, that's- I could just,
3: I could prove it. I don't know if, if they ever worked out an actual, like, uh, you know, like I've never got pulled over by the police where you have to walk a straight line and do the alphabet backwards and all that stuff. But some test like that, you could easily, easily, easily do it to me sober. Do it to me when I've been around somebody smoking a single joint, and I will fucking fail the second time. Like mm. I, I, you can't feel what I'm feeling, so I can't prove it. But you could prove it objectively. I, I
1: we're be- out there. I believe that the yeah. contacts are real. Yeah, I you just, have to. I I, I believe it because I've seen it. Yeah, yeah, right. We we used to. Okay, so when we were doing the smoke box at first, and and this this you know. My wife's thinking that the contacts is all in your head. The contact is all in your head. Yeah. It's it's placebo type shit, right? Okay. And so I tested the theory. We had a person that worked at Be Real TV. Um, One of our, uh, you know, the person who books our guests, she didn't smoke weed. She wasn't a weed smoker. We put her in the front seat and put four people in there and smoked the car out, windows up. She was high as fuck. She said, I'm high as fuck. Oh, she came out and said she was high as fuck. You could see it in her eyes. I mean, she was
0: she was affected. I mean, there's a certain hot box where you cannot be, you cannot deny that you are going to get really high. Like a car with the windows up, you're fucking gone. I'll tell you like this, right? So Cool Keith came in,
1: right? He's a yeah. legendary rapper. You know yeah. who this is, right? Um, he is from a group called Ultramatic uh ultramagnetic mcs for those who don't know look him up he's become dr octagon and black Elvis and many manifestations of of different rappers it's cool keith anyway um, dr
0: gynecologist yeah
1: <laughs> so yeah dr gynecologist he, he he comes to do the smoke box and his manager wants to come in he's like hey could i get in and sit in the back seat i said it's gonna get kind of smoky he goes oh man i've been around people." This smoke before I could take it. That's no problem. I'm like, all right,
2: get in the back seat.
1: And, uh, you know, so he jumps in the back seat and we start sparking it up. Keith and I, and Keith smokes, you know, he's not, he's, you know, he's, he's an avid smoker, right? They smoke blunts. He's, he can hang. So him and I make it smoky real quick. And within two, three minutes of the interview, he was like, interrupted, like, uh, 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 hey, uh, yo, can, can I get out of here, yo? I gotta <laughs> you to <step out." laughs> and, and just to fuck with him, I look back up and said, nah, we don't do that. <laughs> 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 and, then, and then I let him out. Oh, so, man. I wasn't going to let him out, neither. I was going to make him sit there. I'm like, nah, man, we can't. This is this is live, and it wasn't live, you know. But I was gonna fuck totally fuck with him, but you know, I didn't want him passing out in the back seat. That would have been a good look.
0: And, I mean, that I don't know, it'd be pretty funny, but I get it. Safety first. Well, you know, I get all the blame for I know, things you like for this, sure. right? Yeah. So
1: I, you know, like if I get this guy passing out and convulsing back there, man, that's I'm bad. Like, yeah. Ugh, no, you know
0: don't that that happened to a guy at, in my house when I was a kid in my parents house and we're in the kitchen and it's a friend of a friend and we didn't know that he had uh like he had seizures he knew that he he had them i don't know how frequent they were but um we were doing the we we're doing bongs out of like an orange juice bong that we made with the fucking hose super uh bogan bong that kids yeah. made back in the day and this guy does a huge rip and he's sitting down and he does a huge rip and then just goes and falls out, falls sideways oh, off yeah. the chair and onto the ground and then starts doing, you know what I mean? Like, oh, uh, man.
2: Yeah. Was it from the bong hit or was this just weird timing?
0: I think the bong hit it's triggered probably it. Probably both. But it, yeah. but it also happens to him. But myself and this other guy, my friend, both of us have never seen this. I'm not even aware. I haven't seen a movie where someone has a fucking seizure. Yeah. As far as I know, you're dying. You know what I mean? Like you're about to die. That's your or you're about to explode. Meat's gonna go flying everywhere. Because he looked. I never yeah. seen anybody do that before, dude. It's gnarly. It fucking, yeah. But I remember my friend and I locked eyes, and we were both shitting ourselves. We were like, oh, "What are we gonna do?" And then out of nowhere, he just stopped shaking, and he goes. He gets up, and as he as he gets up, he goes. Was I shaking a lot? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. And, and he goes, yeah, a little bit. He goes, yeah. I don't mean to freak you guys out, mate. I do. It happens from time to time. I have this thing where I get And we're, we're both like, oh, wow. Out of anything that could happen after that, that's the thing that I wanted to happen where I'm like, oh, that is an explanation where I believe you. And I also believe you're not going to die right now and that we can just go back to smoking uh bongs and that yeah and that's good for the mentality. So he's not going to die right
3: now. That's awesome. <laughs>
0: it was I was grateful that he said that cuz I really thought that I'd never seen anybody do oh, yeah. that. Dude, it was terrifying. Oh, and, oh sweet,
3: and, he's just epileptic.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I swear I think that's how that ended. And,
1: and look, in 96 we were in um South America for the first time, right? And we we're in Brazil finishing out um the last of the shows there. Um, When we get there, you know, there's our manager rep and then the Sony rep, right? The person who works for Sony in that region. Making sure that we're doing all the promo, all the radio, and all the shit in between the shows and stuff like this, right? Like to promote the new record and all that stuff, which I think it was temples of boom at the time. And so after all the shit, you know, some of these – record company reps want to party with you and hang out, right? So the Sony rep was, was with myself, Bobo Muggs
0: and uh Bobo does dabs while we're smoking these in the fucking in <laughs> oh, the studio. Man. Oh yeah. It's a dab in front of it. Bobo as well. is a beast of smoking. Yes. Yeah. Um
1: so we're all smoking some weed down there and mind you, it wasn't it wasn't that great at all. That weed's the weed's bad it's boof as we oh, call it. Okay. Horrible. Pretty really hard to get that these days, isn't it, it? Back in 96. Oh, shit. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: In 96. Yeah, there was tons of it. No, no.
1: There was shit. You know, it, it was like very little, and the, the quality of it was crap, especially in Brazil. Horrible. We took a couple of puffs and we're like, no, nope, here you go. And the Sony rep, who was a lady, she took a couple of hits, right? And then she passed it on. And then we just sort of put it out because it was. Shit. Shit weed. Yeah. Um, so we're sitting there and all of a sudden she's, she's sitting on the edge of one of the beds that were in the fucking room. And she starts doing something like this. Like, we're like, like waving f-? to somebody. <laughs> yeah. Like, waving hello. Like her hand is shaking like this. Like a constant queen Elizabeth. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then she falls back on the oh, bed. Oh shit. And we're like, Oh shit. You know, noticing. Okay. <laughs> this is, a, this is a seizure. Right? Yeah. And. You're aware of it. We're, we're aware of it. Couple dudes fucking run out of the room because they think she's fucking dying. Right? Oh, because they don't know. Oh.
0: They've never seen that. They've and never, they think, we, none yeah, of us yeah, have yeah. ever seen
1: that. So someone flips her over, right? Because that's always the thought. Don't have them on their back. You know, f- flip person over, right? So swallow their tongue and all that. Or if they. Look at you guys saving lives. All that shit. That we knew, right? Yeah. So. We, we flip her over. She, she snaps out of it and she's like sitting down there. We gave her some water. She's cool. Right. And she's embarrassed more than anything. And she's like, fuck, I think I, you know what? I think I should leave in a thick Brazilian accent. She like, she spoke English, but you know, and uh, (laughs) so we're, you know, four of us like just sort of freaking out that this just happened and we're worried about her. And she was like, yeah, maybe, you know, someone should take her home and blah, blah, blah. So one of the other Sony reps is, oh, we, we have her, we'll take her home. And as they're rolling out the door, right? Um, so going to the door, there's a slide closet, right? This like, you know, the mirror type. Where yeah. you can, you slide it open, you could see what, you know, what you're rocking. It's a double wide fucking thing. So this one happened to be, you know, open. I, you know, they left the fucking thing open. It wasn't closed. Thank God. Cause we were sitting there like looking at each other as she was walking out, like, oh my God, did like, did you trip on? you like, we're all doing that sort of thing while she's walking out. And then all of a sudden we hear like, blah, blah, blah. We're like, what the fuck? And we look and her legs, you could only see her legs coming out of the closet. She, she fucking collapsed, collapsed into the fucking closet. So her upper torso was in the closet you know, her legs were out of the closet. We were fucking tripping out at this point, because, yeah. you know, we thought she fucking, okay, she had a seizure, now she's dropped dead.
0: Man, on some dirt weed? On some
1: dirt weed. The fuck is that? And so, you know, we, we got her back up again, and we all, you know, helped her down. We gave, you know, try to give her the water and whatever else that we could give her to fucking get her back, You know, get her legs back, right? And so, you know, finally she, composes herself and she's able to walk out and get into the car with the other Sony rep and roll out and we were like totally tripping because we were like we'd never seen anything like that happen before and unbeknownst to any of us and I think including her because she went to the doctor the next day turns out she was pregnant
0: and that is why that happened
1: we don't know but she found that she was that, pregnant yes, after they that. just thought yeah, they thought no they interject- permanent
3: brain injury or anything. No, no, okay. she didn't.
1: She fortunately she didn't knock her head on anything.
3: She you just sort you of, think she ever told the baby that story?
0: <laughs> That's no. Interesting. No, you don't
3: you
1: tell don't the baby so? that. I
0: tell- I wouldn't. But <laughs> you never know. Each to their own. Uh Yeah, we were tripping off that man. We but- did a Ellis Mania in a, in the river in Lake Havasu, and Lewis, the guy that I'm going to eventually fight, is. Uh, He brought a girl on my boat. I had a boat in the water, and everybody was partying. I was just smoking weed. Everyone else was drinking or whatever. And I was watching UFC on my phone. And then uh, I didn't see this girl fall. Apparently, this girl did a dab. My friend had a dab machine, and she did a dab. And then apparently, she got real wobbly, and then she just flopped on the ground. So no one's saying anything about her. And apparently, there were just a few people looking at me Waiting for me to see it because they thought that me- I would probably do something. Yeah. So I'm watching these fights, and for some weird reason, I look back, and there's a there's a lady lying on her back with her eyes wide open mm. out, uh, and I I look and That's I'm like, what? Scary. And then I look back at my fight and I'm like, wait a minute, it is a girl with a. And I'm like, I put the phone down, and Lewis is right there, and he walks up to me. I go, what the fuck? And he goes, oh no, it's cool, dude. She's with me, and I <laughs> and I look in, into his eyes, and I can see that he is intoxicated on a few things. On something, yeah. And I and I and I was like, nah, no, nah, no, nah, man, that's not how it goes. Like, you got to help her. And so I go down there and start talking to her, and out of nowhere, she kind of, you know, st- comes to and. Sits up and she's not all there, but she was definitely really wasted. Mm. But apparently, she did that. Someone said that they watched it happen. She did the dab, mm. and then she just wobbled behind me. Because that was the other thing when she came. She she introduced herself to me before this. I don't know her. She's just like, "Hi, I'm so and so. I hope you don't mind me being on the boat, wasted." Mm. And um, and I looked at, I saw that she was Lewis's friend. So I said, "Okay," but then she just did one of those from a dab where she looked yeah. like she died. Yeah, you know that
1: plenty of people when they do dabs, you know, they'll fuck around and pass out. One, because maybe they took too much and it just blanked them out. I've seen that happen. And then there's the position that you take when you're dabbing, right? So, like if you're hunched over and you're taking these breaths, and depending on how big that dab rig is or how big of a hit you pulled, you hold, some folks hold their breath for a second, right? So when you take the dab and you're holding your breath and you come up, what
0: happens? Oh, you get your head, gets, you get dizzy. Right. Because some people don't usually hold their breath for long periods of time and yeah. then bob their head straight back up. Right,
1: it's like that old game kids used to play where they'd do the the heavy breathing, real quick, and then stand up straight, and then yeah. pass the fuck off. Yeah, it's the same thing, but you're doing so it you with don't, dabs.
0: You don't think it's the incredible uh, amount of THC that is in a dab? I think sometimes it's that, but the, you think a lot of times it's they just take a giant breath and fucking then jump yeah. back up like that. Yep, because you're right. I have seen that's when it, it the the hardest hitting marijuana shot of all time is. People doing a dab and and really committing to it, and if you and if you dig deep on a dab, you you cannot help going, because yeah. you just breathe for as deep as you possibly could. Yeah,
1: you, you're using deep lungs on the dabs. And look, you should you know for I always tell people whether they're smoking joints or dabs, and most especially blunts, right? Yeah. Don't hold the shit in. You're gonna get high either way, right? Let it breathe it in. Let it right the fuck out. You're getting just as high. Eh. But you're not doing, you know, as much to your lungs. The more you leave that shit in there, that's when that all that buildup happens. Huh. You know what I'm saying? You, eh. the, the more you let it out, uh, the, the quicker you let it out, there's less time for any buildup in your lungs for any of that shit. Especially blunt smokers because, you know, they are smoking that's tobacco. tobacco in leaf. there, yeah. Yeah.
2: That's got to be an old school thing, right? Like, do kids hold it anymore? Hold what? Because <laughs> I remember the first time I, like, I don't know, maybe the first couple of years of me smoking weed, everybody would take a hit. And I remember there was a game you would try and hold it until the joint came back to you in the rotation. Yeah, that is
1: very old school. Yeah. But, you know, habits die hard among smokers. Some people like to hold their shit in because they feel like it's going to get them higher.
0: I feel like some people smoke cigarettes that way too. Like I remember Will, our friend Will that worked at works at Sirius, he would when he smoked he would do that he'd go he'd do that some it weird it so long it disappeared it didn't even <laughs> blow anything out <laughs> he, yeah he would but he would do some weird face that looked like oh this is the most efficient way to get as much shit yeah, into their, right yeah, there as deep love i'm but not wasting any of right these. but he did it for every puff i'm like dang man yeah, he, he
2: dabbed cigarettes
0: yeah that's crazy (laughs) yeah i was really happy when he quit because i was like it's not a good look for you dude i don't know if you've seen yourself smoke but you pull a fucking inhale face
1: yeah that's the thing about cigarettes man they fucking they drag you in i'm that's one thing i'm glad i never got into man i hated the smell of tobacco never fucked with it like blunts i don't know how i did them for so many years you know but is that the thing you always smoked or no, nah, you know, just when, when, you know, I had a lot of friends from the East Coast, yeah. and whenever they'd come over, you know, from the East Coast, most especially Mugs, he introduced us to blunts. Okay, because that was the East Coast thing. Um, out here in Southern Cali, on the West Coast, we smoke joints. Yeah, you know what I mean. Some people use bongs. Some people like the little pipes and shit like that. Has it always been that way? It was that way for a long time, and then you know we fucked around and did the High Times magazine um, issue where we showed people how to roll blunts. That 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 part was our fault. Um, yeah, we brought an East Coast thing and highlighted it to oh, know, okay. whoever was looking at High Times magazine at that time. Who, you know, whatever the the subscriber based or the reader base, whatever you want to call it, um, they were introduced to to blunts at that point those that didn't know and on the east coast yeah they were familiar with it but on the west and midwest they weren't they weren't so familiar with it and uh you know it caught on from there and i smoked a lot of blunts in that time you know i went for a few years smoking blunts and joints and a lot of times mostly mostly blunts and we're doing you know our shows at this point like it's the first three four years of of us getting out there and I'd always be spitting up shit, you know. It my lungs always felt like I had shit in them. My th- throat always felt like it was, like I was hoarse, right? Yeah, dry and shit like that. Yeah. And I could not get the sound that I had on the record. Oh shit! Fuck so that. you know that was a part of why I let the blunts go. The way it made my lungs feel, and the fact that I could not get, you know. It, I, I had a raspiness in my fucking voice. It's because
0: of the amount of weed you smoke too. Every time yeah. you smoke, it's with the blunt, and the blunt's gonna make, it, uh, you know, it's gonna do damage quicker.
1: Yeah, and you're not supposed to inhale tobacco on top of that uh. shit. So you know, I was, I was totally going against, you know, my my constant like shitting on tobacco by fucking smoking these blunts. So you know, I was glad when I let them go because I felt, you know, my lungs were better. Yeah. I wasn't spitting
3: up shit anymore, and my voice felt right. Yeah, if you're over 17 years old, you don't need anything from a Philly cigar in your mouth at all. Do you? Uh,
0: in the back in the day, or all the uh, the guys in your scene, was there anybody that was more potentially a person that would punch a person in the face, eat more, uh, like easier, like you knew that he was a guy that was all, or a girl that was a little bit too easy on the hands because i knew people like that growing up but was there any any favorite famous performers that you knew in any circle there's always that right
1: you know and for us you know we were all pretty good with the hands but the one that you know was most likely to put put their you know maybe use them (laughs) it was always mugs you know is the the wild card if you insulted him or you you came at him aggressive or in a disrespectful way or whatever psh, you know <laughs> it, it, it it wouldn't be uncommon if you fucking you know put one on you real quick you know and he was a strong dude coming up as a young as a young guy man eh.
0: he was he was fit how does that work when you're um like a celebrity, and you assault somebody. Even if, if they hit you, then is how's that all work? Yeah. You know? Well, you know, can um, you get away with that?
1: I, you know, I never really saw him do it so much as you know. We got more popular as kids. I, I seen him get down with with people that okay, uh, you know. And I knew he was a he was a fucking hot hot one. You know what I mean? If yeah. somebody was disrespectful, he was not going to stand for that shit. Yeah. You know, none of us would, but he would most likely be the one to respond first, yeah. you know. And, uh, yeah, but through our career, we all, I think we all realized early on that whatever we do, any one of us is going to affect the other because it's going to affect the group. Yeah. And that's all of us. So, you know, we always try to be cool. But, you know, yeah, I mean, they they got into some scuffles for sure. I never really got into any scuffles because... I came from the gangbang culture into this, you know? I yeah. knew I didn't want to fuck up what we had. And I know that, like, out of all of us, if they look up, the, the you know, who we are and shit like that, I have all this crap from the gangbang and shit on my back. So I know they're going to fuck with me first. So I always maintain to stay out of shit with people. Never, never put my hands on anyone and you know um just sort of maintained to be cool because i was gambling on this rap shit
0: and it was working it was paying and it off. was
1: working so i don't want to fuck it up for me but you and know, everybody
0: in the group totally agreed and never kind of was I, lo- lost it yeah, for a for the, for
1: the most part but you know as a young man if if you're at a bar and somebody tests you you know and or is coming at you you got to defend yourself or stand up or something you know what i mean so like shit can happen you know um because it's it's like if you're a fighter right they're constantly like you know thinking there's a chip on your shoulder let me go knock that chip off and see just you know test your metal and see how tough you really are right so with rappers especially ones that were considered gangster rappers or street rappers you go all, you know you show up in someone's town and you're getting attention and they they don't like that shit, and you know they might come up, be inclined to come up, and get in your face and be like, "Why don't you get the fuck out of here? Because you, you don't belong out here." But no
0: and, one's done that to you. Well, I
1: never put myself in that position to. How do you not put yourself in that? Because I didn't go out in the clubs. I, I like in the beginning, I didn't go out with everybody. I stood back, huh? Oh. Because I know, looking up my record, the first fucker they're throwing in is me. Because I had a because not- ga- I had a gang file in Los Angeles. Right, you know what I mean, and and I was always paranoid about that, like the fact that I'm on a gang profile. What like, is a gang profile exactly? Like you're the so, police
0: have a thing on you yes, specifically,
1: you, or or the gang, the gang and you, where you are affiliated to this gang. They have a profile on you that you are a member or affiliated or any of that. So I was a member of this gang that I had you know the this the 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 mug shots and all the shit that goes with being how many connected? years were you in in that i was i was in since when i was young and like real how young i was probably banging when i was like 15 or something like this you know up until music caught me right so
0: so um, when you were 15, 15 for, were you happy to be in it or yeah. was it
1: more like i mean i was indoctrinated so you know like yeah i was believing in that life right there and i knew what came with it
0: and i was accepting of it you know um do you think you were accepting of it because that life was something that you you only knew that life and it was like yeah well duh this is what this is what age i am so it's time to go it's it you know at the time it's what called to me you know, I didn't have to be that. Right. None, you can,
1: okay, us, so you did. None of us really have to, that, that we're in that, never really have to, have to be that. I mean, we could choose to be that. We can gravitate towards that. And we could say it's, it's you know, within us because of who, who you know, who came before us and maybe they were affiliated. So now we're legacy and we're affiliated, but that's not really the deal. You choose it.
0: Did you have aspirations to be? A high-ranking put. Per- like, did you? Did I didn't you look. Really- I didn't look at it. You were like just that. happy to be in it. I was just soldiering. You know, right. I was just soldiering at that. Point. And that you think, figured that life would be, that's it for be real. That's your life. I had no clue. You know, I didn't think. I didn't. Did you think back then when you were fifteen? Did you have any? thoughts of music at that age Well, before
1: or- before that yeah you know because i was hanging out with uh sen and mugs and and uh sen's brother mellow Ace, and uh you know we all were you know um fans of hip-hop all parts of the culture but not working music together we did it as a hobby okay so you were and already okay then, and then i broke away and they stuck with it ah and when, shit and when they when they had something and it was uh you know that Mugs got into this group called 783 that was based out of East New York um and then Mello got it they helped Mello get a deal on Delicious vinyl they called me in to write stuff for Mello or not for him but like write two songs for his album Yeah. because he needed two more songs and they knew I, I was at least talented with the writing and they were my friends and they they were constantly trying to pull me out of the gangbang shit you know and uh, i was constantly fighting against that like man i ain't nah. i'm cool i'm good over here yeah. um and they were like one day i don't know how they convinced me but they were like yo we you know let's go to the studio we got the studio time um we need two songs for mellow man come on we what do you got to lose Yeah.
0: And i'm like all right
1: fuck it and so
0: I went, at that point right there when you go all right fuck it that was it You'd or made up. You'd obviously had time of a few days here to think about it, or t- weeks, whatnot. But I'm out. I'm going to get out, and I'm going to give this music thing a hundred percent. Well,
1: what happened was we, you know, I'm hanging out in the studios with with them and helping write these songs, and then I realized I could still, you know, I could still write the raps. I needed, I needed a guidance on how to write a proper song, and I got that. There was a few people like Brett B from Seven Eight Three. And this chick that uh, Muggs knew way back in the day named Linda Never. She was a songwriter. Yeah. And she sort of helped me structure how to write choruses and verses. And yeah. then seeing what Brett was doing, I sort of, you know, got the got the gist of it, like seeing how he wrote songs and the advice she was giving me. So then I, I realized how to structure a song. And I wrote two for that album and they sounded pretty good with him doing them. Yeah. Right. And uh I was like, ah, oh, this shit is kind of cool. And then I was meeting other rappers at the time that were that were like big, you know, like at the time, Tone Loke was like what Snoop Dogg is now. Yeah. Right? Tone Loke was everywhere. He was like the fucking star of Delicious Vinyls roster. And he was pretty much doing what back then what Snoop does now. He was like the guy. um and then young mc who was also cracking off at the time he had you know major hits and uh you know he was running in and out the studio and stuff like that so you know i'm in the mix with these two or like not in the mix with them but like around them and i'm like oh this is kind of tight and i got used to that in the couple days that i was there like this (laughs) this is this could be cool right yeah So I found myself wanting to be in the studio more than I wanted to be on the corner or on the block. Yeah. And before you know it, you know, we're doing more. And this is how they peeled me out of the streets. They got me intrigued in making this fucking music. And then I decided, you know, okay, I'm going to do the music. And if I'm going to do the music, I got to leave this shit alone because I'm not going to bring any of my, you know, any of my bullshit into this. Yeah. You know, and fortunately, you know, uh, you know, I had the kind of homies that were like supportive as opposed to, oh, you're going to leave is, and blah, blah, blah. Is that
0: rare? Is it usually the other way around? You just don't get to go get out? I think it depends who you are. And it was just the kind of person they knew you to be. They thought, yeah, why not give him a I mean, yeah, he's a good rapper and, and who knows, maybe he gets huge that would be awesome for him that's what they were thinking
1: yeah i mean <laughs> good luck yeah you know i think they just accepted some probably you know were probably not so stoked about it okay cuz when you're in when you're in a, a in a gang there's a lot of people in a gang right there's a lot of a lot of members and you have your own circle within that circle and okay. they will be the ones to support you everybody outside you just don't know. So I would imagine there was people like, "Oh, he ain't going to do shit." You know what I mean? Yeah. And and uh, you know, but that's the shit you might deal with, but I never caught any any of that, you know, f- as far as I know. But huh. <laughs> most of my homies were supportive. There was maybe one or two that were like, "Ah, fuck him." But
0: and is that like so you can write you you've learned how to write and you're good at it and when do you say, "Hey, I, I fucking I'll grab the mic"? Like, have you grabbed the mic yet, Well, or- oh, that took a minute? You know, it, how long? It, you know,
1: I had to get comfortable because, like, my shit was not cool <laughs> at the time. <laughs> I, I could write, no doubt about that, but like my delivery sucked. Oh you know? wow! At least I thought it did yeah. at the time, and I think Mugs thought it was okay, but it wasn't. It wasn't what was going to cut through. Yeah, and you know. We, we were working on our um, our Cypress Hill documentary recently, you know, and uh, when's that coming out? That's coming out next year. Sweet. And it's uh, by Esteban Oriol and Jason Goldwatch. Um, and uh, we we got a chance to listen to some of those old demos before I flipped my voice, and uh, I was tripping out because I sounded like this, you know. I, you might know this rapper, Special Ed right he's he's sort he's gold school he's he goes back his name is special ed he's got a specific specific voice he you know that you you know it when you hear it yeah and when when i heard that shit i was like damn my voice sounds like special ed's voice at that time but mugs was right for what we were gonna eventually end up doing that voice was not suitable and and it didn't cut through on these particular songs
0: yeah
1: and uh you know, I eventually had to find a way to cut through. And my writing and the style of my writing was cool, but my voice wasn't there. And how did you flip it, as you say? Well, Muggs came to me, and I think I told you this story um, maybe some years back where he says, hey, look, (laughs) we got to do something with your voice. Otherwise, we're going to write, you're going to write for Send Dog. So I had to figure something out right there, right? Um, If I was going to be, on any of the music, right? And we were big fans of this rapper named Ram Lz who would rap real low like this and then he would go high up like you hear my voice on 90% of our shit. Um so I saw him pitch his voice and I thought fuck, maybe I could do that. And I tried it on the song Real Estate and they happened to like the flip. I didn't think they were going to like it. I didn't even know if I liked it. But they liked it. Yeah. And that and then was that's it. And that was it. That was it right there. The Fuck. flip in where where I started having more confidence on the mic was then. Yeah. You know what I mean? And uh, but it took a minute to be able to do that live. It took like a few years before I got it right. Cause I was like, again, I was smoking blunt, so I was drinking whiskey <laughs> and fucking doing all that shit. My voice was shredded. Yeah. And uh it wasn't until I let that shit go. And and I got this vocal coach, and we talked about this before to uh, a an opera, she's she teaches aye, opera aye. singers. And she got me to to get my voice together there. And that's how I started sounding right. But yeah, in the beginning, I didn't like the voice. You know, I was like, fuck, I gotta rap like this. I was very iffy about it. Like, you know, but Muggs loved it. He was like, nah, I want you to rap like this on e- you know what? The song we did the other day, do it in this voice. I'm like, oh shit, all right. And, you know, doing it at first, like hearing myself doing it, I was like, fuck, I don't know. But then after he would put it all together and, you know, craft the song and really produce it, I was like, damn, this shit sounds pretty good. But are other people going to like this shit? Because, you know, it might be slightly annoying to some people.
3: That tone, it's timeless. Guys, I, I hate to interrupt you from Egypt, but I think we do have to wrap this up. Oh, hey man! Yeah. Before we go, though, from uh, as long as I'm here from Egypt, I wanted to ask you uh, how many physical locations of Dr. Green thumb do you have now, and how much fun is it dealing with the government setting up a weed store?
1: Uh, right now, it's it's six locations, um, and we're 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 working towards um, you know being a, a multi-state operator and going into different different states next year. which yeah, that's that, gonna be fun. That is something we'll do. I mean, you know, it's 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 great on one hand because I mean, you know, it's like a vision that we had when when you know the cannabis industry opened up, like the possibility of of creating a, a brand, whether it be a strain <clears throat> or or something like that. It turned into stores, right? Like yeah. we could have a fucking retail store. Oh my god, right? And you know, seeing it go from one to to six, and the, you know what what the future holds in in opening the other ones outside of california i mean shit it's 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 surreal because you know we knew it was possible back in the day it's what we fought for for the possibility of of it being this way and, but to actually be living in it that's that's still crazy i mean so You know, it's great on one hand because you're seeing all the progress that was made in the cannabis industry and the thoughts about cannabis from people who don't use it. They no longer look at it like it's cocaine or it's heroin or meth or an illicit crazy drug. Most people that are in the know, right? Still, there's some that are uneducated and they think it's a, a heavy narcotic, but you know, those people can be educated at some point the downside of it is the taxation on it in in places like California it's overtaxed oh. um and you know cannabis brought the economy back here yeah you know the, like a lot of things were leaving California especially like in the entertainment industry people were going to different places that was cheaper to film yeah you know, more cost effective California's losing you know, certain revenue streams and here cannabis brought it back, yet we're taxed like um higher than any other um business or not business, but uh industry that's out there, right? And the regulations that in in the hoops they, they make you jump through there. That being said, you go through it because it's all worth it. And and eventually it'll. If change. you do have a store, you are on fire. If right. it's if somewhat... it's the right store, okay. right location, and you got the right brands in it, aside from your brand, okay. Because I could, you know, we could always bottleneck everybody into our store just to get our brand. Yeah. But you know, we want to we want to share the look and and highlight everybody's dope brand because yep. that's what it's really about. There, there's more companies out there that that uh, produce great products in the cannabis space. And it ain't just us. So we want to let people know that. And Hmm. we get them on our shelves so so that people see the options and they could try one one week, one the other, because they're always coming back so they can try everything in the fucking store if they wanted to, you know what I
0: mean? I thought my job was pretty good, but your job is fucking <laughs> awesome. Uh,
1: it's, you know, I, I've been having fun because realistically, you know, as an artist, we always thought of just about making music. Uh, and there was never other, there was ne- never any other possibility for us out there. But with cannabis, that's a space we've lived in since day one, so it feels good that, you know, we can come into that space. And create a brand and have impact that we've had right and then to you know the other thing about cyprus and myself and eric bobo is that we've always been involved in in the in this space like you know b- being interactive with with fans and stuff like yeah. that in terms of like uh you know our, our website we used to do the journals before they were called blogs we called them soldier stories and we would we would journal every damn day of yeah. the tour that we were on.
0: Yeah, you guys put in some fucking work over there, dude. Like all the shows, all the things that you do, the live shows, and all the, you just, there's so many parts and they're constantly, you've got a lot of new shows. Like yeah. all, you're doing one every day almost.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, we, you know, we stay in the spaces that we know best yeah right and one of them is the broadcast base because bobo and i used to do radio and the so the podcast stuff was a a easy flip for us it was just how to how to make it interesting and we used to do all these bits and they'd be okay but we found you know just chilling with our homies talking random shit was the shit people related to the most and that's easy for us we could do that you know much like our our chemistry and the way
0: we hang out—it's sometimes. It's I just, love your show. I love. I love your to fucking show. <laughs> you guys, you guys are right up my alley with fucking stupid ass high questions for yeah, each other, yeah. and then because you're all so sort of fucking fried, you're like, "Yeah, what would it be like if a crocodile had a baby's head instead of a, you know, like?" You're just yeah. off. You're off to the races when anyone brings up any stupid shit. Oh, you yeah. guys dive deep, deep. and it's fucking entertaining as shit. I love it. I love all the shows you're doing, all the work you you know, everything you do, and uh always being there for us from way back from the first time to now, really. And I'm always gonna be here, man. Yeah, hey, I you. appreciate you, man. So and thanks. I love your shit too, man. Thanks, mate. Um it's too bad Tully couldn't get there, but he's in Antarctica. I'm in Antarctica,
3: yeah. yeah. I yeah. should probably get a sweater. Yeah, you need a Yeah, man, a scarf. that's pretty
0: holy shit. You obviously you're doing the Wim Hof right now. Yeah, I think I got a contact high from the penguin, so I can't fish. Oh shit. yeah, they smoke. Yeah, man. they I get wait. high as fuck. Wait. You know that <laughs> out of all mammals, they can go lowest in the sea. Out of all like whales and shit. Are you telling me a guy in Antarctica? Antarctica facts. My bad. I just was trying to relate. You <laughs> saying you were out of pocket for that? <laughs> all right. Uh, thanks, be real. We'll be back next week. Everybody, like and describe. Don't die.
2: Blip, blip. Blip, oh! That was awesome. <laughs> do, do, do. Oh, boy boom. do point.
3: If you want more Jason Ellis show, sign up for their Patreon at patreon.com slash mate. <laughs> For a two-hour show every Tuesday and Wednesday. To watch full episodes of the Jason Ellis show, subscribe to us on YouTube at youtube.com slash the Jason Ellis Show. And don't forget to follow the crew on Instagram at Wolfmate, at Tollywood, at Kevin Craft, at Underwear Wolf, and at the Jason Ellis Show. <laughs> <laughs> Big <Be> fat <fair, boy. laughs> when shopify says you can sell anywhere oh they mean it hold up just got a new sale whoa shopify doesn't mind
0: if you're at sea level
2: Or on top of
3: the world! Whether you're selling carabiners or crop tops, start selling with Shopify today and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash podcast 22. Shopify.com slash podcast 22.